Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This portion of Underground USA is brought to you by Delvecchio Defense Instruction. DDI. Hit your bullseye with DDI. DDI offers NRA certified instruction in basic pistol safety, NRA pistol marksmanship simulator training, women on target, and their non-lethal refuse-to-be-a-victim program. You can also engage in DDI's non-lethal defense training, where they have warrior workshops, empower hour, safe showings workshops, safe hearts workshops, and damsel sister safety. To find out more, log on to bullseyeddi.com, that's bullseyeddi.com, or email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at bullseyeddi.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Underground USA. If you have not quite gotten your arms around the voice quite yet, yes, it's me, Andy Limbaugh, bringing us in for this next round of amazing talk. And to my left is Frank Salvato. Frank, I know I've been away a while, but as far as I'm concerned, I haven't missed a beat. You you've, doing okay, you, brother? You've been in our hearts, babe. And and, and yeah. I want to say and I want to say this, that's the only time I'm ever on the left. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I I I fly right seat and I'm really happy with that. So I'm, you know, I, when Bezos went up, um did they have a left and a right seat or were these people just put into a pod? I think he was. There was a single chair in front, and then they had rows behind him. They had rows behind him, so he he was he but he wasn't piloting. No, it was. I mean, it was a total hands-off deal. I mean, it's just you know, light so the punk, like, light the light the punk, light the fuse, and let's go. So it was like a it was like the uh, that that ride at Great America that just brings you up and then brings you down. Yeah, something like that. I don't, anyway, that, I, yeah, I don't. I don't find that to be anything worthy of being called an astronaut. That's garbage. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll give him. I'll, you know what? I'll give him a little bit of a hat tip for making the whole thing happen. You know, it, it didn't just happen overnight. It took a lot of engineering and things like that to make it work. So and I will a, give him that. And a lot of package deliveries. And a lot. <laughs> and a lot of package deliveries mm-hmm. and returns. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is Underground USA. I'm Andy Limbaugh. The other guy is Frank Salvato. Don't forget to register, download whatever the uh, the newsletter. And as Frank said the last time, I believe 
we're going to float it. No, I said it the last time. We're going to try and float a trial internet balloon over Cuba so that we can start getting folks down in Cuba to, to uh, subscribe to the newsletter. I mean, if yeah. they're already doing it in Australia and Moscow and in uh, the Easter Islands and, and down at South Pole, I mean, shoot, man, we got it covered. Yeah, I mean, I'm still looking for Reykjavik. We haven't got anybody in Iceland. I well, think that would that would focus be a on really places that we can spell first. Yeah, don't Reykjavik. Rink, you can sound that out. That's old phonics. Use your old phonics, man. Uh, speaking speaking of being able to sound things out. There's a disturbing story that came out a little bit ago, and I'm glad to see somebody in Washington trying to stop it. I don't know if he'll succeed, but uh, Congressman Chip Roy from Texas is introducing a bill that would keep foreign nationals that are associated with the Communist Chinese Party from buying land in the United States. It, it appears that a very well-connected Chinese company, uh, well-connected to the Communist Chinese Party in Beijing, uh, was buying land in central Texas to put up a wind farm. Why would we ever, in God's name, allow foreigners, and I'm not saying whether they're good foreigners or bad foreigners, it doesn't matter. Whether they're allies or enemies, it doesn't matter. I if you're not a citizen. Vision, da -da, da -da, double vision. Foreigner, sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, that was rude of me to interrupt. That was horrible. Um, I'm sorry. I just totally screwed up here. Wind farms in central Texas that are being that are being purchased and set up by the Chinese, by the Chicoms. Why would we ever allow anybody who is not a citizen or, or, or a national entity to own land in the United States? I first heard of this, actually. Uh, I was on a trip down to Texas back in April, and they were just coming off that absolutely awful ice storm and, and, mm -hmm. and um, uh, just winter storm that literally people in Houston, Texas – froze to death because they weren't equipped to deal with an emergency scenario like that. Summertime, yeah, they can handle that pretty much. In the wintertime, no. And the vulnerabilities that that showed from that happening, that's when a lot of this started coming to the surface about the Chicoms coming in and, and buying all this land to put up energy sources. Now, really? a, pri a private company, too, to, to hook into the grid down there. And, and Texas, I believe, is the only state in the union that's that's compartmentalized as far as energy is concerned. So, uh, I, yeah, that, that might be true. I think maybe Wyoming might be the other one. You know, I just I, I look at this saying there's two two thoughts that came to my mind is, OK, fine. The, the, the Chinese get a bug up their bug up their asses and all of a sudden they say, shut everything down. And now they now they can cause a crisis because we've become dependent on the energy that they're actually feeding into the grid. But the other one is this. And, you know, we've got foes that play the long game. The Islamofascists play the long game. The Chinese play the long game. The Russians are learning about playing the long game, but Putin still likes to poke the bear in real time to see if he can get at the dance. Um, why wouldn't 
the Chinese just keep buying land little by little until they become the major land holder here in the United States. Well, look what they did back in uh, – when was it? Uh, was it the 70s, late 70s, early 80s? They came in and they were buying up all these office buildings and, and all this commercial property all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at some point, if if they're constantly acquiring land and and real estate and buildings and and it's expanding and growing and growing and they're growing their portfolios as far as the the real estate they hold here in the United States, sooner or later they're going to become the majority landholder in in many regions in the United States. And and if they're concentrating on urban areas, you know. The laws that we have here, they apply to landowners, whether you're foreign or not. You know, when it when it comes to to land deals and and land rights and land usage rights and what you can and can't do with the land as it's zoned and everything else, I I don't understand why we would allow anybody who doesn't have an allegiance to the country. And granted, today we could say that about a lot of the people on the left, but I'm, I'm making a, a larger argument here about internationalism. Um, I don't understand why. So if England just wanted to break the bank, they could come over here and buy as much as they could of the original 13 colonies and just own them? If you take a look at real estate investment trusts and their portfolio, and if you really start digging deep on them, you're going to find that the major holdings, underlying holdings of those REITs are the Chicoms. It's unbelievable. I, I just don't understand. I get that we're capitalists, but this would be something that I believe you know, going back to the fifties that, you know, this would make Khrushchev chuckle because this, this is how, this is how we win. We use their system to buy them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I know down in the Bahamas um, where I used to spend a little bit of time. If you're not a Bahamian, you can't own land. You can lease it for a hundred years. You know, so that if you're, if let's say you you strike the lottery and you want to build a house down in on Rose Island in the Bahamas, you can go and you can pay the giant price to lease it for a hundred years to build the land. But after that hundred years, it's not yours anymore. That's that's how they protect their sovereignty down there. It doesn't seem like we have laws in place when it comes to foreign acquisition of of hard assets here in the United States that we have any kind of protection for our sovereignty at all No, and and it's look the other way let's let's uh let's let's do a little money exchange here call it capitalism and we're good to go by the way were you the pilot of the airplane or the speedboat or both to the bahamas uh we actually took uh would we would go mostly we took boats yeah but uh, on occasion, and this this is going to date me, we would take uh, we would take a chocks in the Nassau, a chocks seaplane in the Nassau. And if you if you've ever been in a chocks seaplane, then the first time that you land in the water, and and the the guy leans up from the from the front of the cockpit and he leans the back, he goes, if you've got if you've got the suitcases or or bags underneath your seat, you might want to put them in your lap for a minute. Because when you land, all of a sudden you're ankle deep in water inside the pl- inside the plane, that. and I was like, "Holy crap!" The first time, and then it comes back out of the water, and the water goes down a little bit. But the first time, it's very unsettling. Well, I was kind of playing more of the Miami Vice angle 
you know, of, okay, are you wearing like the linen suit, you know, the God, no, I was driving driving the boat type thing. I look, look more like one of Buffett's roadies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there was, there was no, no, none of that. I was lucky if I had a uh, like a Timex Iron Man watch on back then, <laughs> some flip flops. There is there is no there is no Porsche, Porsche Carrera sunglasses, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plastic ones. I got I got from the guy, <laughs> the guy who also sold like burritos on the corner down there. Yeah. <laughs> so back at that time, they didn't have F twenty two Raptors down, uh, you know trolling uh, trolling the Bahamas and Cuba and things like that did they like they do right now in the South Pacific yeah this is and this is going getting back to the China thing uh, another aspect to our weird relationship with China and I the only way we can really describe it is adversarial at this point you know that that first meeting that we had in uh, in Alaska after Biden took office the Chinese were were they weren't reserved at all about telling us that we're not we're not talking to them on equal footing anymore that they're superior yep. and and that we should know our station um so we've got an adversary relationship with china china believes in its heart of hearts that it's their time they want to see the world take their economic model by the way that's what the great reset's all about is china's stakeholder capitalism uh and infil- and and imposing that around the world so if you haven't read up on the great reset yet do it because it's starting to be implemented with the ESG scores and we're in a heap of trouble when it comes to that stuff so learn about it and push back hard um but that's the model. So they're they're making these advancements not only here in the United States with the real estate like we were talking about, but down in South America. They're buying up things in Africa. They're looking for minerals. They're going for very mineral rich areas. Um, you heard the Taliban just say, "Hey, the Chinese are our friends." And the Chinese said, "Yeah, we are. We're going to come in." Well, Afghanistan's rich in oil, gold, lithium, tungsten. You know, they're going in there for the minerals. They're going in there for the natural resources. So. China's their little web is is growing and, and it's growing around the world. A story that got no play in the mainstream media, and I, I just kind of came across it because somebody sent me a um, an announcement from from uh, the Indo Pacific Command, the U.S. Indo Pacific Command, that said there's a major one of the biggest exercises that's ever going to happen at the end of this month, where they're moving 35 of our best and most potent aircraft and all of the support stuff to scramble them for smaller islands to see how quick and fast and effective they can make, including 25 F-22 Raptors. Yeah. Now, the Chinese may have a, you know, two million man army, five million man army. But when you start to see technology like the F-22 Raptor, or better yet, when you start not to see technology like the f-22 raptor because you can't see it on their radar but you can hear it coming overhead like thunder you you start to understand that if you're going to start saber rattling with the united states you better bring your lunch because it's not going to be quick you know now they've been pirating a lot of our technology but i don't believe that their air force has anything close to what the f22 raptors or or, or the the b1b bombers are no and they're they're actually going to be deploying to a couple of different bases they're not just one base 
which yeah, they, yeah, I think that, it's the, they're they're going out of the Marianas Islands in Guam and and um, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, Tin, Tainan Island or something like that. Yeah. Um, but but they're using smaller bases so that it's not this giant centralized maneuver it's something that can respond fairly rapidly and from diverse locations should china decide to make a move on taiwan and you know they've been talking about this to the point where the taiwanese are a little they're a little shaken and did you see this video that that china it wasn't beijing that put it out but a local communist party regional government posted it on their site so it's tantamount to endorsed by beijing that said if japan even decides to even talk about defending taiwan they would nuke them that i did not see no yeah yeah and i i the video is up under the under the article and if you if you just search china and nuclear over at the underground usa it'll bring you to it it's all in chinese it's got subtitles on it but it was Point blank in your face, Japan, you decide to mouth off, we will nuke you. And, and I'm like, holy Lord, you yeah, know, that's, that's the unspoken yeah. thing. We don't, we don't, you know, there were, there's a lot of people who would like to debate whether we should have lit a candle in the caves of Tora Bora when Obama was, or Obama. <laughs> 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 Osama bin Laden was still alive, you know, <laughs> and, and. The, it's not a bad argument either. I find myself sometimes agreeing with we should have lit lit the candle over there, turned it into a glass parking lot, and come home. You know, no, especially was, especially now with the Taliban coming back into control. So, I I was talking to a, a close friend who's a retired Army general, West Point grad, and uh, he was he was uh, deputy command of of the South Pacific. And his major concern, and this was probably 12 years ago, he goes, you know, the Russians are the Russians. Fine. Okay. We know who they are. They know who we are. It's the Chinese. It's the Chi-Coms who we have to worry about. And, you know, they saber rattle all the time, but now they're starting to put some oomph behind it. Mm-hmm. And they've just got these people. They, they think their, their egos are such, their, their egos are bigger than ours. <laughs> You know, and think about it. And let's look at this too. And this is why this is why this issue mattered during the election. We kept we kept talking about what's the what's the relationship between the Bidens and China. You know, what's the relationship between oh. between Hunter Biden? He's he's on this board of directors over there, and and you've got somebody who was high up in their intelligence uh, apparatus over there who was on a board that Hunter Biden was doing business with, and this, that, and the other. The Bidens and the Biden administration and the political apparatus, especially the elected political apparatus around the Bidens, are so greedy to hold on to their power that if, in fact, the Chinese do have stuff on them that would that would affect an election, let's say, I truly think they could leverage that and the Bidens would do just about anything they would need to do for that not to come out. I couldn't agree with you more. They are so on the take. It's un, It's just. It's crazy how much on the take that they are. You know. So we've got. We've got a an active and aggressive communist Chinese party, and and their president is a little bit of a megalomaniac. 
Um, you know, he's, he's starting to do that whole let's purge people who don't think my way type of thing in, yep. the, in a very aggressive way. And you've got a very, very weak leader in the United States, which means that the, you know, the, the G7 minus the United States, they tend to get a little wishy-washy when there's not a strong leader in the U.S. You know, at Russia, they will always partner with China because they both pretty much believe in the Marxist philosophy, even though Russia's got an oligarchic elite that runs it is very wealthy. If there was ever a time for China to make a move, and you've got the World Economic Forum with the richest people in the world trying to push your economic model on the world, we live in some very, very disturbing times, my friend. Well, and 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 the fact that that the Bidens are so uh, I just lost my train. Not conflicted, but they're compromised. I, mean, I was going to say I was going to say you still got foreigner growth through your head. <laughs> no, it's that double vision's just killing me, man. <laughs> yes. But but they're they're so compromised that they are they they can't do anything because they know dirt will come out, and that's that's what the Chinese have over us. And and that's, that's a very like you said that's a very very dangerous position to be in. And, and let's let's add to this night. And as an aside, you know, the Ukrainian president's coming to meet with Biden next week. So is that going to be like Ukrainian collusion? Is Hunter going to be in on this? I'm just curious. But that was that's another topic for another day. They've lost so much credibility with how they entered office, being found to have lied about covid, lied about January 6th lied about uh, about the economy the deception that they've put out has pretty much fomented a healthy distrust amongst all Americans from left to right about government as a whole so what do we believe from them and what don't we believe we're kind of left without governmental guidance on the world stage when you have a saber-rattling China well, you had the you had the mainstream press and everybody who wanted hated Trump and wanted even on the right, you know the Lincoln Project. You had all those idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to let good old Joe here. Yeah, well, good old Joe and his family have just compromised the United States. You assholes. You know and now I, now you're coming out and saying, oh, you know what? Yeah, he you know he may not be such a good guy after all. Well, where were you when you idiots? You knew it back then. You just waited till after the fact to get him elected. Now you're coming out and trying to say, save face, all that. It's just, oh, oh, geez. You know, and and now add add to that, Mitch McConnell's ties to the communist Chinese. Exactly. You know, so it's not it's not exclusive to to the Biden administration or the Pelosi's or the Schumer's or all the others that have direct connections to the communist Chinese party. You've got Mitch McConnell, whose wife's family has what the biggest, the most potent shipping international shipping company in China. And they're all based at the ports that the Chicom zone, you know, and and they also own the bank that bankrolls all of that with yeah. direct connections to the Communist Chinese Party. So it, it, the Chinese aren't just buying up the land here. They've bought up influence. They've bought up finance. They bought up our politicians. Our government is beholden to them. The media wears knee pads for them. You know, you start talking about you start talking like this on on any kind of a mainstream 
news show and you'll get pushed back almost immediately and they'll break for commercial. Absolutely. You know, which, which absolutely. That's probably a pretty decent segue. We actually need to get to a break. Anything you want to add before we go to this end of this segment? China sucks. Communism sucks. Socialism sucks. And Marxism sucks. I think we need a raptor their ass. (laughs) I'll I'll give you 25 of them. (laughs) There you go. All right. This is Andy Limbaugh. That is Frank Salvato. Please don't forget to register, download, whatever you have to do to get the weekly newsletter, daily newsletter, my bad, almost daily newsletter. It is a good read. It is a wealth of information. If you don't get a chance to hear us, you can read it there and you can know exactly what's going on, where it's going on, and how it's going on. We will be right back after this. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi. I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. 